Welcome to Transcend into Wellness, where every week we chat about all things energy, spirituality, human design, and manifestation. I'm your host, Minu, and I'm a transformational life coach and energy healer. I'll be educating you on overcoming your fears, self-limiting beliefs, and raising your vibration so that you may achieve lasting peace and happiness. Welcome back to this amazing new episode between Babbles Nonsense and Transcend into Wellness. This is going to be a life coaching episode, guys. So lots of questions from people are going to be answered in this episode. And I'm just here to navigate the questions, not give you any <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> to keep okay. it light and comical. <laughs> yeah, we need that too. We need light and comical <laughs> during the season, we do. Um, so I received a few questions from a few of you guys. I'm not going to give away names at all. Like I said, this is completely anonymous, right? This is like a life coaching session. So somebody had said recently, how to access my creativity when I'm scared of losing security? And I think yeah. that's a really... Very dope question, because I feel like a lot of people are entrepreneurial by spirit. We all have a lot of creative skills. It may not look creative to other people, but we have our own inner creativity on how we want to do things. And I think the security aspect, you know, uh, this person is referring to is the financial money aspect. So let's just say, let's break it down and say, okay, you have a job and you want to start a business or you want to get creative in some other aspect. How to access the creativity and not be scared of losing security is I'm just going to say this and because I've done it. So I'm just going to tell you based on my experience. Um, When I decided to start my business in Nashville, I had a job because I did not know anybody in Nashville. I did not know a single soul. I did not have a single client. I had come from Mexico and I had many clients in Mexico and I just moved here in 2018. So the one way I was able to develop my business without like my nervous system going crazy was that I had a job, right? So different people are going to probably give you different advice. They're going to say, oh, you should just jump the gun and you should just do this. You know, you should just bite the bullet and you should just trust yourself and, you know, like basically jump into the venture. But I'm going to give you a different advice. Don't do that. Because when you do that, your nervous system is going to go in shock because you're used to getting the security, you're used to getting this paycheck, you're used to feeling that sense of safety with the job. So suddenly you quit and jump right in. What's going to happen is there's going to be so much pressure on the side project that you're thinking about. So you're going to operate out of pressure and not out of creativity, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, and I've heard the saying like, just do it. Like, just jump in. Like, God will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And sure, I'm sure to some aspect that is true. But at the end of the day, bills still have to be paid. Yes. And we do have to have some sense of self. Like, you know, I'm not saying that no one's business will not take off if you're passionate enough and you put in enough work. But looking at Instagram and looking at TikToks where people make it look like they just went from nothing to something. Exactly. Isn't necessarily true. There's a lot of late nights, early mornings. I'm sure you hustled and bustled and did a lot of things that you don't have to do now with your business. Yep. That you're like, glad those days are over. 
Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. And comparison can be a big train wreck in this process because it's like, you're probably looking at somebody's level eight and you're on level one and you think you have to be on level eight. And I'm not saying you're not going to get there, but they have gone through, you know, so much trial and error in the process. Like, like in my business, I went through so much trial and error to be in a position right now where this is like my full-time thing. And I'm very comfortable not going back to corporate America because this is, you know, giving me more, this is giving me, right. more. so I don't need to go back, but I, I busted my butt off. Like literally I, I work late nights. I did the thing, you know, and it took many years to get here. I didn't get here overnight. It was not like overnight. I just had clients that trusted me, you know, like I've worked with 2,200 clients over the span of nine years. So it's, it's all baby steps, right? So in your situation, you have creativity. You already know that you're creative. You have whatever gifts that you're talking about. You know, you ask this question. So what I would say is have the job and then consciously dedicate time for the side hustle. Consciously dedicate time on how can you be more creative? Maybe even an hour a day. This is the thing. We can't have an all or nothing perception here because it's all at the end of the day, it's compounded consistency. I yep. would rather you have a healthy nervous system, stay calm and regulated and feel safe and be able to access your creative gifts rather than you be in a rush and you be in a sense of, oh, I have to do this. I need to do this out of pressure. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. And we have another question. How do I get over crippling depression and self doubt well this is a very i mean this this topic can be applied for anyone that's going through crippling depression right so thank you for asking this because i think a lot of people are going through that right now so and i will say being a healthcare provider when i hear crippling depression i think really bad depression so if you mm-hmm. feel like it's not manageable by yourself i would really recommend seeking out help whether that be go to the er whether that be seeking out a therapist I do think listening to life coaching is helpful, but if it's crippling to me, that means you're kind of at your last resort. So please seek immediate help if that's where you're at. Right. And like, like Jonna said, and you know, she's a nurse practitioner herself and, you know, I have never been anti-meds. I I don't think I will ever be anti-meds because I think everybody needs different things at different times. Right. I have had, uh, you know, clients come to me being on meds, And then eventually with the suggestion of their physician have been able to get off of it first and then get off of it eventually. And I was about to say like with the advice of your physician. So this podcast is not intended to give anyone medical advice. This is just life coaching advice. So with take this with a grain of salt and then go to your physician and discuss it. Right. So that is option number one. Right. And then so let's just hypothetically say you've already done that. Let's just say you're, you're already taking the medication. So now I'm going to have a deeper invitation for you because depression is basically suppression. So depression doesn't happen overnight. It's it's coming as a result of you suppressing something in you, which just keeps coming up and you don't want to address it. So actually handling what you are suppressing and working on what you are suppressing will directly impact the self-doubt in a good way. Because the more you work on the thing that you're suppressing, the more you slowly, let's just say you heal 1% every few days, or you feel 1% better every few days. It's still moving. The scale is still moving, right? 
So the more you work and actively you work on what you're suppressing, you're going to build self-trust. So when you build self-trust, there is little room for self-doubt. So I think this process can be achieved in a different way. Like if you're already on meds and it's still not helping. And if it's like, like, like Jonna said, try that approach. If that's still not working or you don't want to do that, then I want you to really look into what exactly are you suppressing and what are you running away from that actually needs attention right now. And I recommend like, if you're that like crippling depressed, like, cause to me, like a little bit of depression, I feel like a lot of some people kind of ebb and flow out of that. But if it's crippling to me, that's really bad work with someone. And I'm not saying it has to be a physician with meds. I'm saying with menu and life coach or a therapist, because sometimes we don't know what we're suppressing. Sometimes we need someone else to figure that out with us. Absolutely. And I've worked with a lot of people that have been depressed and I've helped a lot of people. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. My approaches are alternative, right? So um, I'm here. There are so many other people in the area. There's so many people in the world that have the skills to help you get out of the funk. And this is the thing when, when you are depressed and God, we have been there. I've been depressed. You know, when, when we are depressed, we tend to believe all our thoughts and thoughts right. are not real. <laughs> thoughts aren't real. Yeah. I mean, you had to teach me that like your thoughts aren't real. It's just a story we tell ourselves. And once you kind of realize that and you start seeing that story kind of come out, I'm like, Oh, I'm spiraling again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you, you may be experiencing that too. So remember that you're not alone and there's so much help around you, abundant help around you, but I do suggest working with a professional so that they can help you see the blind spots on areas you can heal, then you can see it for yourself. So yeah, hope that helped. And then the, another question that I got is how to overcome excess energy. So this is interesting because I know you're listening to this and I had this conversation with you very briefly. And I think you told me your human design type was you are a generator. So if you are a human design type generator and you have excess energy, it means that you need to burn off more energy. Otherwise, that's going to affect your sleep. And I've told this to all of my generator clients that even if you don't like working out, please move your body. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, even if it's you going for a walk, please move your body every single day, because that is a way for you to release the stored energy from the body so that you don't feel hyper all the time. Right. And then Jonna, you had a few questions, right? So let's bring that to the light. So I had a few questions. Um, friends had talked to me. Um, so again, all anonymous, but one was asking how to truly forgive someone. So like they they have issues with their father, um, how to truly forgive them and how to know when you have truly forgiven them. Yeah, that's also, well, forgiveness itself is, like I said, it's another podcast episode, but I'm happy to go through this process. So generally, when we want to forgive someone, anybody that's listening to this and, you know, you have to forgive someone, there is a subconscious expectation that they may come around. There is a subconscious expectation that you need closure or they're going to give you closure. Something is going to happen so bad or something is going to happen so great that you can avoid doing that. But I'm here to tell you that things may not change and you forgiving your father, you forgiving anybody, it all is about you finding freedom. So the first question you really have to ask yourself if you're if you want to forgive someone is, 
first, why? That is the first question. And the second question is, do I want to feel differently from anger and not anger and not the state that, oh, I need to forgive them? Because you may be repeating a pattern. Maybe that's a pattern in your body where you're holding on to not forgiving someone and it's kind of going on autopilot, right? Maybe it's something you recognize and then maybe it's something you tell yourself that you can do and maybe it's something you identify with. So I'd really like you to take a deeper look inside and say, what do I want to feel? Do I want to feel free? Because if you want to feel free, you the forgiveness aspect itself is for you to feel free. It has very little to do with the other person, you forgiving other person. And it has to do with you finding freedom in the situation. Because when we wait for others to step up to the plate, when we find, when we have to actively find ways to forgive them, that may be a sign that you may want to look into yourself and ask, like, do I want to feel better about this? And can I find closure? Can I find closure without them coming and apologizing or them yeah. behavior? Or if nothing changes, do I still want to find closure? And, and just asking that and saying, I'm going to forgive this person for me. When you say that, the energy of the forgiveness, it just like melts in air. It just like, so how will you know that you're forgiving them? Will you feel less angry? Yes. The, so the first sign is you'll feel less angry. I, I don't want to say you'll feel less sad because that's unrealistic. So you may still feel like traces of sadness come and go, traces of disappointment come and go. But you may not hold on to so much anger because you have decided you have decided that you want to move on. OK, so, so forgiveness is moving on. Forgiveness is moving on. Forgiveness okay. 100% moving on without closure because okay. you, can't, you can't have closure. Sometimes some people are lucky to have closure, but most of us are not lucky to have closure. I had to forgive a lot of people that never apologized. Right. <laughs> I didn't do it for them. I had to do it for me. And that's the hardest part because we we live in a society where we're like, I need them to tell me it's yeah. okay. Or I need them to say, you know. Does yeah, sense? exactly. And I think it's also coming from needing to be heard mm -hmm. and validated. So if you know, if you ask this question, like, like Jonna did, like, I need to be, you know, I need to hear you say it, then I think it, it, it comes from an egoistic place, right? And I'm not saying ego is bad. Ego is what keeps us alive. It's I'm not mm -hmm. saying that's bad or good. But is that helping you? Right? Is that serving you right now? If it's not serving you, then maybe something needs to change. Right. So that's what I would look into. And even writing, this is something, this is going to sound a little witchy, guys, but I'm telling you it works. It really does. Write a letter to whoever you need to forgive. And like the good, the bad, the ugly, like put it all on paper, all on paper. Right. And then you may have some release, like you may, you know, probably tear up a little bit when you're writing you may have anger come up or sadness come up when you write it and it's all okay because it's coming up so that it can also be released so put it on paper and then either tear the paper or burn it burning is more effective I know it sounds a little witchy but it works I'm telling you I've done it myself <laughs> and I would never tell you something that I haven't done I have done it a few times with with certain situations I have had a lot of clients do it and they have told me that it works for them so I remember you telling me to do that when we were working together so I told one of my friends to do it and she had called me like crying sobbing saying that was so cathartic I'm so glad you told me to do that mm -hmm. 
So it works. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely works. So I would just say write a long letter and don't, you know, don't try to make it a perfect letter. It can just be everything. It can be all your ugly thoughts and all your anger and everything just being out on paper and just and just burn it. And then you may have to do the process one or two more times, depending yeah. on the situation. Different things will come when you're sitting down to write the letter. And so be okay with that. Be okay with doing it one or two more times. And then just releasing that energy from the body and say that I forgive you, not because of the actions you did. I forgive you because I have chosen to become free. There you go. Yeah. So you don't do my version where it's <laughs> top everything out and hit send. <laughs> don't do that. Make sure you burn it, send it to a different friend. Don't that, be starting that drama. Don't be starting that drama. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because nobody, nobody likes to be called out, right? That's the kind of world we live in. So <laughs> so another question that I had from a good friend was, and this could kind of go different ways. So I'm trying to word it in a way to kind of keep it still anonymous. Um, so how would you advise someone who has shame or guilt around losing a loved one, whether that be a sibling, whether that be a child um where maybe you feel like kind of it's your fault or you blame yourself for not being there enough or spending time enough um how would you navigate like a death of a close to loved one whether like I said like if you're siblings and you're close in age or you know a parent-child relationship where I've seen parents lose a child and they don't move on from that because that's not the way it's supposed to be Right. Wow. Yeah. Around grief. Oh my gosh. Griefs have, grief has its own waves, right? So first of all, uh, sorry to hear whatever happened. I don't know who this is, but who, whoever is th this is like my heart reaches out to you because grief does come in waves. Um, so, you know, the one thing which we do when somebody close to us dies is we want to blame someone. So we either blame somebody else are most likely we're blaming ourselves saying I didn't do enough. I wasn't there for them. I didn't show up in a way that I should have. And this is your mind trying to find security. This is your mind trying to find comfort by coming up with reasons. So understand that this is your mind trying to find comfort because sometimes when we blame something and we have an answer, we find comfort in the answer, even if the answer is not correct. So if you're, you know, not knowing what to do or you find yourself blaming and you have shame or guilt, just have compassion with yourself that you are just trying to find comfort. You just want the pain to stop. So you're trying to find comfort by blaming. And the other thing that I really want you to remember is the sadness that comes with the grief does not make sense. You're going to have a good week and then you're going to have bad days. And then you're going to have good days and then you'll have bad hours. So it doesn't have to make sense. So give yourself ample amount of time. I even say close to six months. If somebody close, you know, close to six months. And if, you know, they've been very close then close to one year because trauma and in grief, when it comes to grief, does not make sense. There's so many process in grief. So give yourself ample amount of time to release the feelings, to release the judgment, to release how it should look, how I have to be. Oh, I have to get over this already. Like, why am I still crying about this? Oh, I should have already overcome this. Why am I still thinking about it? 
crush all the should be's and must be's with yourself in this process and have compassion to truly meet yourself where you're at. And if you want to cry, just cry because crying is a big form of release right? Just cry. And you can do the letter writing process. Even in this, you can actually write a letter and burn it because you are getting your energy out on the letter. Because at the end of the day, you feel the way you feel because you have stuck energy, which means stuck thoughts, thoughts that aren't moving, thoughts that are the place to go. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I also think this is where expectations come in too. Like people sometimes expect themselves to not ever feel sad or like, what am I ever going to get over this? And you, you may never, you may never, but it's how to navigate that through your everyday life. So yeah. how, if we're going that approach, how could someone who let's say like that grief is minimally always there every day, mm-hmm. how can they still live in the presence in the present time and still be with friends and family and loved ones and not let that take them out of the present life right I think the most important thing you can do is let's just say you have a good week and then the you think you're over it and then the grief just sneaks upon you in the next week instead of saying that's not okay I was doing okay the last week this shouldn't come up so can you be with with the energy of grief when it shows up can you just be present for five minutes? Is that okay? Like, can you excuse yourself and go to the restroom or excuse yourself and go to the car? Can you do that for five minutes and be present with the grief? Because the energy is coming up because it wants to be released from you. It's still in you. That's why it's showing up. So shutting it down, judging it, saying this is how it should be. That's how it must be. It's only going to keep like persisting. It's only going to keep it like trapped. So even if it does show up as a surprise, Just excuse yourself for five minutes and process it. And then I promise you in five minutes or 10 minutes, whatever time that is, after that, you're going to feel a shift. You're going to feel better so you can be more present with your friends or present in the work situation. You're going to feel like you can be more present in the situation. And I actually know somebody that went through this. Her dad died, um, gosh, 20 years ago. Her dad died and it still comes up in waves. It's, It's like very unexpected. She even has like good months and then it'll come up right? Because they were extremely close. But the way she was able to navigate it is just acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it's probably going to be there forever. So that's where I say, don't judge it. Like, because if you don't judge it, then you're not going to be surprised by it. If you don't judge it, then you're not going to push it down. Let me know if that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, And one more question. Thank you for that. Um, That's very helpful. Um, Going before we go to my next question that I just thought of, um, how does someone get out of the blaming themselves? Like, I know you said that's your mind's way of protecting you, but how do you get your mind from stop blaming you, blaming yourself for that loss of a loved one or not being there enough? How do you get your mind to stop playing on that loop? You get your mind to only stop playing on that loop if you can get it all out. That's okay. really the only way. That's really the only way. So it's like maybe talking to a professional, writing a letter you know, using some form of energy tapping, like, you know, me and Jonna did, you know, like you have to get it out because and Jonna, you know, this, like you've seen, yeah. like it's, if you don't get it out, it, it rules over you. It's like, well, con- I think it goes back to the forgiveness. You have to forgive yourself. Like yeah. you didn't do anything yes. wrong. Right. You know, like, I think that goes back to the the question before, like forgiving yourself, like. Exactly. And you're looking at it in a different perspective. Like, I think a, a coaching and self-talk goes a long, long way and more credit 
than it, you know, we have to give it more credit because people don't give it enough credit is that you have to self-coach yourself in this process and be like, okay, I am blaming and I am shaming because I'm trying to find comfort. So it is not real. So telling yourself that it is not true, telling yourself that it is not real, it is actually a picture that I create to find comfort and it's unhealthy. And, you know, pattern interruption is a great thing. And, and, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this. So anytime you get into the blame cycle or the guilt cycle, you know, sitting down and processing is one way of doing it. The second way of doing it is actually interrupt that pattern. Like actually kill. That's that. what I have to do. That's, that's what you taught me to do. And I have to do that now still. Cause I have that kind of loop cycle brain where I'm like, duh, 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 and I have to go stop. Yeah. You literally have to say, stop. Thank you for showing up. I know you're trying to keep me alive. I know you're trying to keep, I know you're trying to make sense of it. So thank you for showing up and then literally get up and go for a walk, get up and pick up your phone, call a loved one and talk about something totally different. Right. Um, put on Netflix and watch a show, distract yourself. And I'm not saying, like distracting is the way to go, but I'm just giving you another approach to interrupt the pattern because the more frequently you interrupt the pattern, the pattern may eventually stop showing up. So that's why with different people, we have to use different tools and different approaches because one, it's not a one size fits all cookie cutter approach. Right. right? So I'm right. trying to understand this person and giving them different approaches on how they can overcome this. And the last question that I have that I just thought about, what if someone is stuck in a job that they really do hate. And this is kind of a little bit different than the first question because they're not looking for a creative outlet. They're trying to find just a different job in general. Like they love their job, but it's a very stressful job. The job in itself is not going to change. And how do they not, how do they get into a different job? I'm trying to word this correctly without feeling that shame and that guilt because they feel like they should love their job. They feel like it's a good job, but the stress is just getting to them or they feel like someone else got them that job. So they feel like they have to stay in that job. And it's like a good corporate job. How would you tell them to leave or when it's time to leave or how would you coach someone through that? Because I know everyone has to take their own time with their own jobs and finances and things like that. Mm-hmm. But if it's like really wreaking havoc on their system, their like their stress levels, and right. how they feel about themselves. Right. Right. So, yes. So it's it's really interesting you say that because I, I, I have a few clients going through that. So I think they might find this useful. Um, if you have a job that you don't like and you feel stuck, but there's also aspects to it that you really appreciate, I think I really want you to be really honest with yourself and be really honest with your with yourself and say it's not good enough. It's not enough. You have these perks, but it it's not enough. It's not worth it for you to have this much stress. It's not worth it for you to feel stuck. So the the result is in the feeling. So I want you to really own that. I want you to really own what's like really coming up. That What's really coming up is you feel stuck because at the end of the day, no matter the reward, you are still unhappy. And I think the person that got you the job wouldn't want you to be in a position where you're so stuck. They got you the job or helped you get this job or whatever out of goodwill and out of pure intention so that you may find peace and happiness and financial security. And if you're not finding the peace and happiness, if you're not feeling the fulfillment in the job, even that person will probably say, get out of the job, like, you know, help support you. So I'm going to go a little bit Dave Ramsey in the side of like how to get unstuck. Honestly, human beings, 
we need security and we thrive on security more than anything. So the first thing I invite you to do is start saving money. Start putting aside money every month, every week, however you get paid, putting aside a big chunk of money in your savings so that you will have the courage to leave the job and apply for other jobs. I don't want, I'm not saying leave the job. I'm saying apply for other jobs, start saving money. And you know, if it gets too much, you should be able to leave the job and then take another job. That way you're not frantic. You know, your nervous system is like regulated. You're still safe. You're still able to pay the bills, you know, and still look for something else that fits you better. Right. I like that advice a lot. Really do. Thank you so much for answering yeah. those questions. I yes. hope you all liked it, my yes, friends I out there. Liked it. Yeah. And no, I felt, I always feel like even if it's not something that I'm currently going through, I'm sitting here like, oh, that's a good point. Like, I just love learning and like just taking in, like, because you never know when it's going to come up in your own life, you know? That is very, very, very true. So it's like, and I know, I think what I like to say is like, you know, people are always saying, oh, you shouldn't feel like this. This shouldn't be the case. That shouldn't be the case. What I invite anybody that's listening to this is just, just be honest with how you feel. And I love that. Like, that's probably one of the most beneficial advice that you'd given me because it would, that's a lot of what my issue was is if I would talk to a friend or something like, because we all have different morals, we all have different values, we all feel different ways about different things, right? Right. So if I would talk to a friend and they'd be like, well, you should feel this way, then I would go, maybe I should. And then that's what I would get mad at like a situation. And I'd be like, but why am I really mad? Am I mad because they said I should be mad or am I actually really mad? Right, exactly. So I think a lot of this, a lot of this thing can be eliminated when we are, like I said, trying to fit into different people's shoes and situations and just be really honest and transparent about how am I feeling? What is really true and alive for me? What really needs to shift? You know, asking these three questions in any situation, I think will just like give you so much more clarity, so much freedom, perspective, because even if you don't, even if you don't have the answers to everything you're at least motivated to start taking different steps and itself just saying that okay what I know or what I may think may not be right so I have a different approach that itself I feel like will have you open you know literally open your mind for the different approaches that are available no I agree I appreciate any kind of coaching that you're doing advice that you're giving I mean I want to continue doing this with you because I just truly again I think you're a force to be reckoned with and people could use a little mean you in their life oh thank you so much well thank you guys for tuning in I hope all of these questions are answered so obviously we're going to be doing this more frequently so if you know somebody that's going through a difficult time or if you're listening to this and you know you don't want to one-on-one be a client or for whatever reason time budget whatever constraint it is and you have a pressing question or something that's coming up for you feel free to reach out to jana um and then on feel free to reach out to me on my instagram and you know i am transcendence by menu on instagram so you can always send me a dm um, anytime. And your handle, Jonna, you want to leave it so that people can reach out? Um, it's babbles underscore nonsense. Um, I'm on Instagram and then babbles nonsense on any platform for the podcast. It's always in the my show notes. Um, I always link me and you and mine. So yeah. Or babbles nonsense at gmail.com if you want to email me. <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. So yeah, feel free to send us your questions. And then we're going to do more episodes on free coaching for anybody that needs help. And I hope you guys are 
having a great holiday and we will catch you really soon. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you guys. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Transcend Into Wellness podcast. If this episode resonated with you or served you in any way, big or small, make sure to share it on your social media and tag me at Transcendence by Minu. I always love to be a part of any breakthroughs you have. Namaste. Namaste.